Yo, 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 welcome to another edition of the Geeky Bros Podcast. I'm your boy Tactics. It's just this Darcy. Is Big Kumar. <laughs> <laughs> Even without Darcy, we still fuck up. <laughs> no, that was intentional, bro. <laughs> Shout out to Darcy. He'll be joining he'll be joining us a little bit later. He's running a little bit late. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Oh, sorry, I lost you for a sec. Oh, okay. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm here. I'm here. What is going on, everybody? This is a rough start, man. This is <laughs> this is a rough start. See, this is what we're like when we lose a member of our team. We just like everything. Like, we already have rough starts, and then it's like take that up a notch. Fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, yeah, tell us what is on the agenda for today, Umar. Okay, so we are going to start off with a unique way because and in no way are we trying to cover for the fact that darcy needs to be part for our agenda so instead we are going to discuss uh something that we've been doing a little bit of late and that is called the buffy the vampire slayer touch bases uh and that features you mr tactics so yeah, uh, okay. just for those who are uh, uh unaware tactics has been re-watching uh after the last airbender sorry pff, after the last airbender <laughs> Clearly, I watched. We are we are, so. we are really off our game today, bro. <laughs> One week Ooh. off, and all of a sudden, everything goes out the door. Oh, no, sorry, man. we are uh, tactics is rewatching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and uh, we kind of want to see where Darcy, uh, where tactics is. Again, I'm fucking up. Oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> So uh, Tactics has done two of these so far. One at the very at the first season of Buffy, which let's just say that he wasn't a fan of. Uh, and then it's just after, so fucking corny, bro. Like the first, it's a hard watch. It's yeah. it's really a hard watch, and I I realized that I did not see a lot of the episodes from season one. <laughs> like back so in the day, after, I mean. Yeah, and then afterwards, Tactics. Things started looking better once he got to season four. He had gotten through like the best of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yep. now, now we are catching up with him, and we we need to know we need to know tactics. How are things going in the Buffy verse? So it definitely season two was definitely its strongest, and it kind of had its ups and downs as the, the series progressed. Um, I like moments from certain seasons. Um, some of the like a lot of the stuff with uh, with Faith was really cool, but I believe that was in the season two, season and then she three. came back, season three. Yeah, sorry, my my mistake. She came back, and four. then in season four, so like that stuff was cool. Uh, the Dark Willow stuff was really cool as well. I really liked what they did there. I liked the setup, the build up to that, and Willow just kind of going off the rails and how they approached it from like a like an addiction standpoint like um i found that very compelling um i really fell for so, her and so you're in season six then no no i i i'm i'm in season i'm in the final season now i finished oh, i fit like dark okay. i finished dark willow like that whole thing uh so i got to so here's the point that i got to where it kind of just shifted gears for me hold on let me let me let me reset this for a second. I'm just gonna, I'm just going to show you an image. Excuse those who are a little bit uh, squeamish when it comes to this kind of stuff. This turned my stomach, and uh, give me a moment here. I for those I listening, you're, you're... yeah. For those listening, you're going to have to check the YouTube channel to see what I'm talking about. 
But this fucking scene Dude. here, bro. Okay, yeah, this this needed a disclaimer. We are going to be talking about some. Oh, oh my gosh, bro! I so I know you were very adamant about um, what's up, London Cream. I know you were very adamant about, or you were very vocal rather about your disdain for the Buffy and Spike relationship. You did not like it at all, but you gave no context. So I was kind of like, okay, I I don't. Prior to this episode, I'm like, I don't hate it. I mean, it's no Buffy and Angel. That's for damn sure. Um, but I did kind of enjoy the, the 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 turn of events that took place with Spike and his whole, like, you know, he starts off evil and then he kind of goes good, but he's conflicted because now he's got this chip in his head. I found that to be kind of interesting. I was digging that. And then he kind of got really super fucking aggressive. And I'm not talking about this scene. We'll get to that in a second. But yeah. he just became very needy and it was just kind of like okay this is not really a good look but he was like borderline teetering on the edge of like okay i like uh, this is getting kind of like a little intense creepy. for me a little creepy in a lot of ways um and so so yeah so i was watching the i was watching it a little bit more and then it got to this point and i was like okay they they actually kind of took it there hold on i gotta kick some some dude out for a second uh block all right um so so yeah so it got to this scene and i was like wow like i was not and and what really triggered me or what really uh what kind of really impacted me or wh why this episode was so impactful is because throughout the entire series like minus a couple episodes here and there buffy what the fuck is going on today people We're are just on some racist body. shit yeah okay um thank you London yeah team. so minus so minus a couple of episodes here and there it was i've i i had i never saw buffy depicted in a way where like she was like weaker than somebody else you know what i mean and or like vulnerable. or vulnerable. vulnerable right like the only the only episode that i can really recall where that was shown or depicted was the the one where she was stripped away of her powers and she had to fend for herself powerlessly right and then Not this kind of, yeah, helpless, right? And this was even more so, and she has her powers here, but she, yeah. I, I, I felt like she felt more helpless here than she did when she was stripped away of her powers. And that was very unsettling for me to watch. And I don't, I don't like watching, like, I, I don't think anyone does really, unless you're sick. Oh, and no, twisted, no, no, I don't like they're, watching. They're, yeah, yeah. Fair. We yeah. should probably change uh, this image as like there's this is like a trigger warning for people. Yeah, yeah, good call. Um but yeah, this was a this one was a hard watch for me. Um I was not happy with this. I remember my sister and I were watching Buffy together at that time and like we had mm -hmm. heard that this happened and yeah. we're like they filmed that? So like mm -hmm. we were watching that like we came in that week with like utter dread of where this was going to go yeah. and then it happened and we're like okay, that was completely unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, and I can see the need to kind of uh, talk about it, but you didn't need to have it done. But it does... Like, uh, the thing is, I haven't really gone back to the episode since the initial airing, so I don't know mm. whether it was part of like the ending arc that you were describing of how they're showing Spike's relationship with Buffy like deteriorating. Yeah. So like... Maybe they're trying to make a statement about like, these. These are how these guy, type of guys are, and you need to be watched out for. And like, mm -hmm. even though the, uh, 
like it can happen like even with someone who doesn't intend to be like malicious and evil but it's like at the same time like i don't know it, it just i was not a big fan of that choice of direction of the narrative mm-hmm. i mean so as edgy and unsettling as it was i'm kind of glad that they 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 took it there just because I, like i feel like some of that stuff has to be shown in this kind of format just to kind of bring light to the fact that this shit does happen you know what i mean and yeah. like and, and, that and, the, the, and in that way and in, in the depiction of a woman who is predominantly portrayed as a woman of power is pretty much stripped away of that from a dominating aggressive male figure man essentially right like i think that's something that needs to be displayed because and it it it, it tugs on a lot of heartstrings and it it it, it shows the realism you know, given the fantastical world that it's built around, right? But it shows the realism of like this shit actually happens, right? The same thing with Willow and her her addiction. Like, obviously, it's like in a different context that her being right. addicted to black magic. But people go through addictions all the time when it comes to trauma and like that, like going off the rails like that, and then a slippery after, slope. At, sort of thing. Yeah, after suffering a loss, I think I, I liked the writing in that sense because it, it it highlighted a lot of realism and it kind of reminded me of um, of Wandavision and the fact of like how they managed to tie in grief to a fantastical storyline like that, which I really appreciated. Oh, I, I okay. So I liked what you said to say about Xander. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the thing that I brought up about Zan. Okay. So for everyone watching, so when when I was watching when I first got into Buffy, uh, not first, not the first time I watched it, but like my revisitation of it, I remember um, messaging Umar and saying, "Yo, I do not like Xander," I, and I don't remember ever hating the character, but I really hated him in season one, and then like he just kind of progressively got worse, and then the shit that he the, the he did. Um, I was gonna say her real name, Charisma Carpenter. Um, what, Cordelia. He did her Cordelia. dirty. He did yeah. her so dirty, yo. He did Anya dirty too. He did do Anya dirty, but okay, but yeah. So we have to talk about that because we we had a little bit of debate about the whole situation of him, about him walking. But anyway, okay, we'll get to that. So I I hated Xander up until the moment that we're just talking about with with Spike, because I'm like, if you look at all the other, if you survey all the other guys that are in this show xander is probably like the top not he's probably the most like chill dude in real in comparison to all these other guys because you have you have spike who's pretty much tried to rape buffy you have uh riley who's been a whiny bitch understandably so but he's yo dude like he needs to just go sit down somewhere and then you got (laughs) uh who else is there uh there's another oh Uh, Angel. angel (laughs) <laughs> okay so angel I, I got no beef with him angel angel was fine except for in season one where he just kind of showed up randomly and he was just like buffy you're you're gonna be in danger and then he just leave i'm like yo we need a little more information but like don't just say yo watch your back what what am i watching for like what, what like can you be not can you be less cryptic so that pissed me off um but then he got pretty cool afterwards yeah and then who else is giles is cool i got no issues with giles um oz oz Oz, Oz, Oz was our definition of cool yeah oz was oz was cool i had no issues with him but then he left so it was kind of like you know what i mean so oh wait we got uh we got darcy in the house now what up 
Yo, what is good, my homies? So, <laughs> What's going on, bro? I got my second shot of the vaccine today. I think they lied and gave me AstraZeneca because I can't tell time anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing with y'all. I got Pfizer. Uh, <laughs> you got Yo, it today? Yeah, I got I got it earlier today. So if I passed out in the middle of this podcast, <laughs> I'm just saying. This is- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'll be like uh, back back when uh, what was it, like Deuce Bigelow, like when you date the narcoleptic. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah but i all i came in on was uh yeah so this guy nearly raped buffy i was like whoa <laughs> what yeah <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah so shit got a little intense yeah, yeah. We, we also had uh, a racist bot come after us but we got our boy london cream reporting them and uh tactics uh deleted them Ooh, uh ron our homegirl ron came back she's like i think that people didn't talk about abuse and still don't talk about abuse that ha- that it happens and can't happen to anyone that's essentially I, what you were saying to, yeah yeah i agree with that and i i, I think as uh, like I said, as uneasy as it is to see it depicted in TV shows, especially when you're not expecting it, I think it's important to highlight the fact that this thing actually happens. And sometimes, like, so part of the reason why people love movies or they watch movies and TV shows is, is it's an escapism from reality, right? So when you do things like this, where you like, you know, you have that escapism, but every now and then you sprinkle in an episode that like touches on some real shit. It's like, oh, okay, I meant to escape from this shit, but I can't really. I got to address this. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's important that, you know, you sprinkle that shit in every now and then. It's the same thing, like I said, with WandaVision, how they they highlighted the whole aspect of grief in that fantastical way where it's like you're still escaping from your reality and you're, you know, you're, you're embedded in this world. But there's still, you know, there's still kind of emphasizing things that actually happen in real life. And which is why Marvel, I think, has been doing so well because they still touch on a lot of like things that we deal with in today in today's society. So going back to your Xander comment, <laughs> uh, yeah. So Xander Xander is just the most chill out of all of it. He's the most, I guess, the most wholesome. He's he's still kind of, you know. I mean, like, he's Xander. Like, like, yeah, like like the worst. So out of all of Buffy's. Uh, significant other well I, not even that because like Giles, like we're talking about the men on the show so uh, like Oz is completely Oz is the definition of chill and our homegirl mm-hmm. Ron loves him um, Giles is like a dad figure um, Wesley was in it for one season but he was kind of like useless Wesley is whack as shit yo he is so whack he, I don't know I don't gets, like Wesley at gets, all he gets so much better in Angel you won't even believe uh, okay, Angel. Well, he's we whack. Discussed, yeah, Angel can be uh, kind of a good and bad force. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also like broke her heart. Riley's a bit whiny bitch, mm-hmm. uh, an emasculated whiny bitch. And Spike Warren was the other guy. The Warren, he got what he deserved when he got skinned out. Fuck like Warren. yo, he, yeah, fuck like that Warren. dude. Like yeah, fuck him. But. Yeah, uh, I don't want to harp on this too much because I want to start talking about stuff that Darcy can also join in on. But um, <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I, I, I can join in on, on, on the, the whiny B part, you know, I don't feel like saying it right now. <laughs> and, and by the way, 
I see those comments. Benjamin Franklin be out here tripping. <laughs> oh, you actually saw them? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, bro, both of them, man. There is another dude, Thomas Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson. Which yeah, is a fuck, uh, fucking what like an the irony of that. Yeah. I know that, that. I think that's. I think that's the greatest thing that the bot could think of. Let me yeah. <laughs> one thing and say the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, so any last thoughts before we uh, move off of this uh, tea about Buffy? Um, Ooh, we still have to have so far? the the musical episode hands down, and I'm not even I'm not even big on musicals, but that episode was great. I love that episode. That was a, that was a dope episode. But not, yeah. actually, now that Darcy's here, we can we can talk about the the debate question. Before we jump uh, into that, I just gotta say I hate this man's. I always hate this man's white hair in this show, especially for how tanned he is. <laughs> I, I'm seeing it right now, and he look he look he looks like a bad knockoff version of like the Russian from like Rocky series, <laughs> like he's just like or like what you think Russians look like during that era. Like it's just like like no. I would like to. Darcy, <laughs> <laughs> do you remember uh, Xander and Anya? Uh, I have Google, so give me a second. <laughs> no, I don't. Know. <laughs> never mind, never mind. All right, T, do you want to describe uh, the the question? Okay, so the situation was um, Xander is dating this this demon chick named Anya, ex, and ex or ex demon, sorry. And um, on their wedding day, Xander, um, his Stop. future self, his oh. future self comes back from the future to the past uh, or to the present day where, when they're about to get married and convinces Xander not to go through with it and shows him uh, the potential future of their marriage and how it all unfolds. And it ends with, Z with Xander seeing a vision of him arguing with Anya. They have kids. They're you know living together. Obviously, they're married, all that shit. They get into an argument and Xander snaps and attacks Anya with um, a frying pan. But Damn. you don't get to see you don't get to see the like the aftermath of it. Like, did he kill her? Like, we don't know. And so this kind of creates like fear in Xander, um, present day Xander, and he ends up leaving. He ends up walking out on the on the wedding. So he basically doesn't go through with it. Yeah, I should make a caveat that it like, turned out to be a demon who's faking to be Xander. and was doing that to mess with Anya because they, they, they were like they had some like all rivalry. But like nonetheless, Xander still was like, no, 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 that was too real. The wedding's off. Yeah, okay. and and so they ended up obviously breaking up as a result of it, and then yeah. um, and then uh, he was trying to patch things up with her afterwards. Like she'd run off for a bit, and then a couple episodes later, they they reconnected. But she was still so angry, and she's basically a vengeance demon. So part of her whole mo is that she she helps women exact um exact vengeance on on the the guys that did them wrong basically right but in this case she wants she wants that for herself she wants to get vengeance on on xander and inflict like a world of pain on him right and so she but she can't she can't initiate that herself she has to get someone else to wish it um for for like for her and so she's trying to convince all of like the the gang, like Buffy and like everyone else in the gang, to like to wish that Xander gets like hurt or whatever, and obviously they don't do it because they love Xander, and so she's confiding in um, Spike, who hates 
Xander. So she thinks, oh, this is a perfect opportunity. I can just convince Spike to try and wish for Xander to get hurt or whatever the case may be. And so they're they're drinking as they're kind of exchanging dialogue and she gets drunk and she ends up sleeping with Spike. And in the midst of all this, um, the villain, the main villain of the show, they had these um, these security cameras. cameras set up all over Sunnydale. And w basically, Xander was able to kind of view the footage of Anya and Spike having sex. And so that was like the worst form of pain. Like she was intending to inflict physical pain, but she ended up unintentionally inflicting emotional pain because he he ended up witnessing his ex-fiance um, sleeping with the guy that he loathes, right? So he goes and he confronts them, tries to kill Spike. They have their little fight or whatever. Nothing ends up happening as a result of that. And then Xander gets all pissed off, storms out, and basically berates Anya for what she did. And she basically counters that by saying, well, you walked out on our on our wedding day. And so my thing was... I understand it from both sides. I don't think that Xander was being irrational in what he witnessed. I'm not condoning what he what he did. Obviously, you know, it's fucked up that he walked out on the wedding. But if your future self that you perceived as something that was real because of like you're dealing on a regular basis, you're dealing with demons and like vampires and all this shit. Like, so it's not out of the ordinary for a person from the future to come show up and say, yo, your marriage is going to be doomed if you go through with this. So don't go through with it. I'm going to kind of take that as gospel and be like, okay, maybe this is not a good idea. And it's good. And like getting married, I'm sure is nerve wracking enough, right? It's a big stepping stone in your life, right? Sorry to say that ladies, but it is right. And <laughs> you, you know, so Obviously, you're already going to have a certain set of nor nerves associated with that on a normal level. Then you got a motherfucker that is pretty much you from the future that comes in and says, yo, don't go through with this, bro. And you're like, okay, maybe I shouldn't. And you walk the fuck off, right? Okay, fair, Not the best but thing. But he knew, yep. he found out later that it was false and he still canceled the wedding. So hold up, hold up. I, I, just, need, I just need to double check something here. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is the question? <laughs> okay, but, okay, so okay, okay, so the, okay, so the question, so the question is, so the question is, I was getting there. So the question, the question, the question is, do you think that Xander was irrational in his, in how he felt? Like basically, he was upset at the fact that he saw Anya and Spike having sex. That's bullshit. They, yeah. They're 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 no longer to get like they're technically not together. They they separated. He was trying to make amends. And she just wanted to hurt him the way he hurt her by walking out on, on the wedding. And when he saw them having sex, he was heartbroken. And so he he got angry about it. And he's like, this is how you get back at me? By sleeping with a guy that you know that I hate? So you're, you're in that same situation, Darcy. Do you, are you going to be all coy and chill about it and be like, oh, okay, I understand. Because I walked out on you, you're, gonna, you're just going to sleep with the guy that I don't like. I totally understand. We're now even. Let's let's move past this. Or are you going to react rather angrily? Okay. You know, like okay. my 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 issue with this situation is not the fact that he got angry. My issue mm -hmm. is, is that people justify that he had the right to be upset. He didn't have the, it's understandable and natural to be upset with the fact that someone you 
obviously like your ex hooking up with someone you hate fair enough you're gonna have emotions about it but he don't have no right to say anything i know like, okay but i know okay but i never said he had a right you never uh, but you're not so when it comes to your emotions your emotions are neither right nor wrong but they're just it's just a form of energy and like obvious so i understand him being upset in that situation yes but he doesn't have a leg to stand on and she can like sleep whoever she wants to because like she she but that's a dick but that's a dick move both of them did uh, did, did the... yeah i understand that but it's like if you love someone are you gonna like are you like what so it's an eye for an eye now is, is that what you're saying like yeah please chime in on this bro please chime in like because i'm getting worked up now bro First off, I just want to make sure I recap what I, I heard after the last 15 minutes. So, um, guy, guy gets a person, fake person from the future, shows, oh, you, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna beat your future wife. Don't get get into that that relationship. So you break it Correct. up, and then later on, you see your ex sleep with your enemy, and you pissed off about it. But that's the simplest way to understand this. Okay. There's a lot of everything else. I get it. But that's the simplest thing. Okay. So I have have two things that conflict for me with with this kind of situation. One is I believe in your own fate. And I also like, I'm going to steal from the movie, um, The Tomorrow War. If you see your future, as in the father in that movie, talking to his future daughter and hearing about how things went bad make a choice to be different right if you know that you actually could go down a path where you do something you disagree with then be consciously aware of it and still decide like if you don't love the person okay but if you love the person you're like oh man a future version of me went there okay maybe i should start dealing with something now but he also found out that that was a false it was i know it was a false but what i mean when you had that presented to you gotcha he let it direct him Right. And then revealing it was a false is part of the pain. Like that's part of delivering the pain. So the thing is, is your reaction to that information. You at that moment, you could be like, is this real or is this fake? Right. Like you still can be skeptical about it. But regardless, you go, is that actually in me? Okay, do I have something I need to deal with? Do I have repressed (laughs) shit? I got to I got to get out of my way because now I have a window of time to avoid a problem. Like, you actually now know. So, first off, I, unless I didn't love the person, I would just start fixing me. Okay? That's first off. No. Second off, this is going to be interesting. Okay, second <laughs> off. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> okay. I actually had this scenario, the second part, nearly replicated in my life. So, I'll tell you what I did. Okay? So, I had a, a woman in, in college I was dating... For a period of time, right? And yeah. she, I ran this like this nonprofit organization thing. And she was into another guy in the team who was always acting like he was my buddy, but I didn't really like him. Um, and I could tell that they were into each other. But let's be honest here. I was a little bitch at the time, okay? So uh, I, <laughs> I, I let my emotions get the better of me, and I kind and I stuck with her when I should just cut it, right? You know, I was like, oh, let me try to make it work. Oh, you know, let, let me let me try to keep. Like, she was not into it, so like, I should just cu- I should have cut my losses a lot earlier than the like eleven months we were together, you know, kind of deal. And so, um, after we broke up, uh, it was like just before the summer. And then come the next school year, because I was 
I had a connection to this organization. I went to attend this event where we had to all go on a bus and go to Toronto and come back to Kingston. So it's like a two hour event. And they were all like all close and close and not like totally disregard for me and my emotions. So I, at the time when I went into this, I'm like, I knew that they were going to get together and I knew I was going to see them there. And I knew that like, you know, okay, cool. They might, they might do something off on the side. And I knew like, I have no right to say anything to them in this situation because of their choice but then they threw that shit in my fucking face like and like had no dis no regard for me so afterwards I, I pulled her aside and i was like like i get that you want to be together and i still to this day will not believe that you didn't cheat on me even though you said you didn't i don't care but you threw it in my face like you disregarded me as a human on that bus. Everybody knew that we dated three months ago, and now you go be all kissy kissy in front of those same people and be that that disrespectful. Like you just being straight up disrespectful as a person. The audacity. That's what I'm saying, bro. The audacity was real. So I, I threw it out there. That's the last time we ever talked. <laughs> Facts, bro. Facts. Preach it, bro. Catch this grenade, peace, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I walked away, bro, I, it was one of those, like, catch this grenade. <laughs> <laughs> and I left, and I was like, we ain't going to speak again. <laughs> That's yeah, how that man. is. Facts. Yeah. So in a very close and similar situation for me, I agree that you don't have a right to say certain things, but there are, I feel like I would say something. But I, I, at least I would approach it being like, did you, do, are you doing this to hurt me? And they say, no, this is just what happened. I'd be like, okay. And if I don't believe him, I'm like, I don't believe you, but I'll leave it there. Like, I won't, I won't fight over it. I would just, like, if you went to hurt me with this, like, why? You know? Because the thing and is, Anya was trying to hurt Xander. She was physically trying to inflict pain I on this motherfucker. Honestly, like, okay, so going back to that particular statement, I don't think in that moment when she slept with Spike was purposely meant to hurt him. I think that was her in pain looking at. But she had, yeah, but she had the intention, bro. I don't, I know, I agree with you. She didn't, she didn't intend to do it that way, but the intention to inflict pain was there. But that was like that was out of anger. That's why I don't think this is a dick move on her part. Because like, like, yeah, if if for example she got Spike and like did him in Xander's bed and then like left all like the cum all over to kind of like get him to sleep into it, <laughs> yo, I'll be like, that was like, completely unnecessary. Uh, I know. But, yeah, that comment was completely <laughs> unnecessary, bro. <laughs> yeah, like it's like it's like like he's gonna get into like yeah, so was, and he left like a CSI scene. You know, like we had to like take the blue light and look for all the ejaculation. <laughs> Oh, wait. All right, go on. But, like, but honestly, I felt that in that moment, that was someone who was deeply hurt, who wasn't actually thinking of him and was more thinking about her own pain and wanting to have someone close, just any, literally anyone close to help fill that void. That's what, That's why I don't think that he, like, she didn't do anything. I don't think she did anything wrong. Like, so she was, like, you said, you know, the funny thing is her thinking about her own pain in either scenario is exactly the same thing. When people do things to hurt people or do things selfishly without thinking of other people, they're both in both scenarios only thinking about their own themselves. And that's exactly what happened with both of them. But she She was she is, was doing it out of pain. He was doing it out of fear. Those are both charged emotions that they were governed but by. She, 
But the difference is he, he, her, her, and also ended things with her. She was single and completely able to mingle whatever she wanted to. But he did that out of fear. He he was emotionally charged. He still did it, and also it, it's still and she, and she still slept with Spike. But at the same time, that that at that moment, her reason for doing it wasn't about him. It was about her own pain for her own life. He wasn't connected to her anymore because they weren't together. But what was the intention? What was her initial intention that led to her sleeping with Spike? That initial intention was for a different action. She wanted him physically hurt, and she. It doesn't matter. The fact that it led to that, it's her own doing. She, it, it, like, if she, if she wasn't emotionally charged, then that would have never been an issue. She wouldn't have slept with Spike. But she would have just moved on. Oh, we are getting some comments. Hold on one second. So London Cream is saying, "Is that all it took for someone to do that petty stuff? I.e., want to hurt him? That's not someone." You need when you when times get hard. Okay, yeah, that's a, that's a fair statement. I don't want love. I want loyalty. Nipsey hussy, or hustle. 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 Nipsey hustle. Nipsey hussy. Oh no, no, no! Please, someone, yo, no, no. Yo, we, we we're gonna edit. We're gonna edit that out. We're we're gonna edit it out. Don't worry. Sorry. Whoa. Sorry. It was was the angle of the light. Sorry, like this thing is throwing me off. The angle of the light. I'm scared of reading these last comments. Someone else read (laughs) that. People doing wild stuff to people they love, yet loyal folks uh, actions show love. Yeah, so that's true. People, people don't really love the people that they do wild stuff to. The people who actually show loyalty really actually have love. I didn't mean it that way. No <laughs> more be violating, yo, yo. You gotta, you. I'm gonna have to send you a, a Nipsey Hustle playlist. <laughs> I, will, I will gladly, I will gladly uh, listen to it. All, oh, okay. all, all I can say is that it's a dick move on both their parts. Like if a girl ever did that to me, that that's a level of disrespect that I like. Like Umar, or sorry, like Darcy said, I can't. I can't get behind that, man. Like, that's the audacity for someone to do that, especially when they know that I don't like... If it was just a random person that they met and they did, then fine. Yeah, it's all fair game. I don't know this person. So, yeah, you moved on. It's going to hurt. But then I really don't have a right to react in the way that Xander did. But if you do do that with somebody that you know I do not like, then that's a level of disrespect that I just can't come back from. Okay, so Or that they can't she- come back from. She didn't know that she was being filmed. Like, if, for example, she filmed it, it that doesn't matter. (laughs) That does not matter. (laughs) It's the fact that you got caught. It's like saying, like, oh, like, just because you didn't see me cheating doesn't mean that it didn't exist. (laughs) Umar, Umar. Didn't you go to law school, bro? <laughs> I honestly, you know, I, feel, you can, you can, I honestly, like, like, like this. This is a multi-level level thing because, like, I honestly feel that, like, her doing something on her own when she uh, it's private, and also her doing it out of like pain over loss, and it and it's not oddly enough, it wasn't done maliciously. I don't believe it was done maliciously. Everything else she was doing in the episode was meant maliciously, but the one thing that actually hurt him and he found out like inadvertently was not done maliciously it was done for her own 
bro but you can't you can't be you can't be so lax about something like that because then you got to be laxed about oh yeah just like you cheated a little bit you know what i mean so it's like i didn't i didn't do but okay but it's the same kind of principle because it's like you can make the same argument where it's like i didn't do it maliciously i was i was drunk i felt bad because we had a previous argument so you know mm, you know i was impaired hold up hold up hold up up. i gotta say something okay umar no When it comes down to, and this is going to pull from all the HR training we got to do in these corporate jobs and stuff, but like, you know, when they talk about it's, it's not about the intention, it's about how it's perceived, right? So what this comes down to is like, it doesn't matter if you didn't mean to hit somebody with your car, if you hit them with your car then there is a consequence to it. Uh-huh. You can't pretend like sleeping with your ex's enemy won't have an effect on them. Even if you're doing it for yourself, you have to be aware that it's going to impact that person. And honestly, if I really care and love like the, loved somebody, even when we were done, I would have a sense of loyalty to not disrespect them. Right now, you, I could say, oh, but it was for me. It was for me. I needed this or, you know, oh, the person made me feel this way. Oh, I didn't mean to. But I'm not stupid enough to think that, like, that won't have an impact. That <laughs> won't have consequences. doesn't matter if I didn't mean to afflict them. Don't be a fucking dumbass. It's going to cause pain, period. <laughs> it's going to happen. You, like, you, you can... How could you be so dumb to be like, oh, I was with somebody, I loved them, but I had no idea that sleeping with the person I didn't like was going to hurt them. I had no <laughs> how I am putting things together? <laughs> honestly, I, I find this to be like if, and to a certain level, that is me giving, it's completely, because the thing is, they're broken up. They're not together and they're not getting back together. And also, this is <clears> someone <throat> who's been deeply hurt and is looking for her, their own kind of like, something to help fill the void that they're left with to then put an expectation on them that they cannot have any kind of solace, even from someone that the guy who hurt them hates that I find to be is rather unfair because so you don't, you don't think there's, you don't think there's anything wrong with that. You don't think there's not, there's nothing wrong with that at all. It's honestly, no, honestly, I I do completely understand that it would like if I was in that situation, if I was Xander, I'd be like, okay, I definitely hurt her, so I, I don't have a right to say it, be upset about it. I am upset because my emotions, obviously, I hate that guy and she slept with him, but I can see people, and I have seen people who don't do it for this. Like that person's not even in the picture. It's it's just them. <laughs> 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 London Cream said Darkson got that second jab energy. <laughs> I, I I think you're lying, bro. I, I think uh, if given the situation and you were in this exact same scenario, you would not be cool with that. Either that or I, you're you're cut from a different cloth. Because no, no. honestly, I will, that... I, I will agree I will agree that I won't be I won't be happy about it, but I would also believe that i don't have a right to say anything I don't but we're right not to... but that's not the argument we're not saying that you don't have a right we're just saying that they both fucked up and it's like you're you're defending would, her actions i would actually because but, the, but then that's counter that's counterintuitive than what you're saying you're... I ha- the, the emotional reaction is understandable but i do not believe she had the expectation to not do it 
because we we done. We're all done. Huh? So she, she okay. She, but she, if you okay, but if you love if you if you love if you if you love somebody, regardless of what happens, like if you love somebody, is that the right thing to do to somebody that you that you that you were about to get married to? And a hush goes over the crowd. Yo, I'm just I'm just starting to think that these, that these two, it's like if you are so deep with each other that you gonna get married, and then when things break off, y'all just like y'all just like yeah. He, then he, how, he how on, he, they fucked off but, on both on on easy fucking reasons. Yeah, but one person really hurt the other person. How do you? Like, can, get, I, I, I okay, I get okay, but how do you compare the two? You're like they both that's hurt the, each no, other. It's not, but he, they both hurt each other. He hurt her with the, but he did it like as you said, out of fear. I don't know. Honestly, bro, like bro, bro, like honestly, if okay, it, whenever I've been hurt, I've been through a lot. Of, I've done a lot of dating, okay, I, and I've also done a lot of like. Not dating. To make that point, as in, I have experience in, in the realm of dating. But what I'm getting at here is I've, I've had my fair share of experiences of being hurt. Okay. And I've always found that the best course of action after, you, after this stuff goes down, cut and dry. Separate yourself from the pack. Like just get away from this right there's nothing good having sticking around and all the friends and all that kind of stuff you just gotta separate yourself move yourself onto a new path and don't worry about nobody and nothing and the thing is with with all this it's like no it's it's all it's all too close to home okay it's just it's just it's just it's bad (laughs) it's just foolish all right we should probably move on but like uh, for the audience what do you think? Please leave a comment, uh, and uh, we fuck will... that, bro. Yo, we're, we're not done, bro. We're gonna we're gonna talk about this off camera, yo. I, I'm heated now, bro. Yo, I I can't believe your stance on this shit, bro. Yo, you got me hype, but yeah, let, let's move on. We got like 15 minutes left. This fucking guy. <laughs> Holy. So moving on. Uh, so um the latest episode of he uh, sorry the latest series by kevin smith the he-man uh masters of the universe revelations the cartoon dropped uh last i think friday last friday mm. uh and let's just say that uh it's only the first five episodes of this uh se- i think of the season it also has sarah michelle geller in it and let's just say that it's caused some controversy uh the controversy being and okay for those of people who plan on watching He-Man Revelations, I'm going to give some spoilers. So, like, you know, stop watching. Uh, or if you just want to hear the controversy and don't care, here it comes. Controversy is a lot of He-Man, like the 80s cartoons, those fans are not so happy with a Kevin Smith's rendition. Now, again, it's only the first half of the season. Um, and they are kind of upset because He-Man isn't really in much of the first half. It's focused more on Tila. And let's just say that people are frustrated that Kevin Smith has spent the first five episodes focused on Tila dealing with the loss of He-Man. And 
is becoming a hero in enough of herself. And they're like, if he wanted to do a Shira show, just do a Shira show. Don't fuck up our He Man. Anyway, so that is the controversy. Uh, Kevin Smith responded to the trolls, uh, as he tends to do in a very uh, colorful way. Uh, and let's just say he told them to wait until watch the first full season before they pass judgment and also stop being so sexist. Anyway, so I wanted to get, I know you two didn't watch it because you guys were not into the series, but I was interested to see what you think based off this description. Like if you need more, feel free to let me know. But like, what do you think of this kind of backlash? First off, Umar, I just got to correct you. I did watch some He-Man. I watched at least 10 seconds of the intro and then said, nah, I'm going to go back to watching Castlevania. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, literally, this is it. Okay. So I've been watching Castlevania and I was like, and it's like my show that I watch when I'm eating lunch and stuff. And so I was like, I'm going to just, He-Man just came out with big promo on Netflix. I was like, you know what, let me hit hit play. I'm like, oh, that's a cool intro. Yeah. Yeah. The music's kind of cool. Now nah, I want Castlevania. <laughs> Closed it. And that was it. That was the whole that was my whole watch. Um, but to your point as to to the stuff, honestly, if I watch it and I was like, oh, the first five episodes so far are like this, like, oh, loss of He-Man. Obviously, we're gonna get He-Man because he's it's the show is named after him, so he's not dead. Um and which is and, essentially what Kevin Smith said. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, first off, like uh that that's stupid. That's like that's like watching Attack on Titan in like the third episode or fourth episode, whatever one it is, is like the main character dies. You're like, he's not he can't die, even if it <laughs> like it. But like we just gonna have a new care new new main character not even halfway through the first season that make any sense <laughs> um but um uh honestly like i don't have the history to like know this stuff but i would have honestly like what you're saying what i'm hearing i'm like that sounds good he's building up this female character the character's probably never got enough shine this character's gonna be probably strong throughout the the, the remaining show because he's getting some time to, to shine and it's not like we're not gonna get enough he-man because i'm sure we're gonna get plenty of he-man because the fucking show's about he-man so um and don't be sexist uh yeah yeah uh you know <laughs> like she'd be like he-man me too. <laughs> just really <laughs> piss them off. <laughs> it's just like that's the title of the show. Oh, they'd be so pissed off, man. I mean, I would, I would, I would enjoy that. Just like dramatic. He just... He's with her. <laughs> Another guy walks in. Me too. Find a ways to like st- just stick the statement in there to piss people off. Yep. How about you, T? I don't care. To be honest, I really don't like I this this show is not for me, man. <laughs> like I when you brought that up, I was like, what what controversy are you talking about? I don't I don't know. I probably I'm hoping this is gonna be a short segment because I'm like I could give less of a fuck, to be honest. But it does remind yeah. me of like <clears throat> have you seen you seen the movie Coco? Yeah. The the the, the Pixar movie? Yeah. So yeah. it's about it so it's named after the, the grandma, but she's only in it for like the last five minutes and then she dies and i'm like oh okay all right <laughs> we're doing that so yeah hopefully he-man doesn't go that route but uh other than that i don't yeah i don't care okay I don't care. so before before we move on we got some comments so our homegirl ron oh this is from uh the buffy thing 
that sounds like a dysfunctional relationship and an eye for an eye is not a healthy relationship at all it's not love absolutely umar yeah you you alone on this one (laughs) yeah you're a lone wolf bro Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay, uh, and then <laughs> London Cream's like Kevin Smith done goofed up. <laughs> I I was enjoying it, uh, and then the memes from the He-Man Fallout has been delicious. I will completely agree. those <laughs> memes have been on point. I wish I could like I had some like on memory right now, but like yeah, so some of them are really good. Okay, so uh, as uh, Tactics wants, we're moving on. Uh, the next oh uh, <laughs> the next topic <laughs> is the dune trailer we got our second trailer for dune it was like three i think even three and a half minutes long which i was like damn yeah it's a long Uh, trailer i was like into it and then i'm like yo how fucking long is this trailer it's insane ironic and ironically they didn't reveal that much what i'm actually really surprised about like they did a really good job anyway so uh i i wanted to know uh what did you guys think of the trailer tactics to start with you I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I agree. It didn't really reveal anything. I have no idea what this this movie is about. Like, no context whatsoever. I don't know okay, if that's a like, good thing or a bad thing. But it like, is a good I, thing. I actually want to know what you thought. Like, what do you think it's about? Based off the had game? a had a lot of great visuals. There's a little sprinkle of uh, comedy in there with uh, Jason Momoa, which I you know I enjoyed. I I I, I, I like there's I like that there's going to be a nice little balance there. Um, it looks like a compelling story, like based on what I remember from the first trailer and now this one. I'm intrigued. Am I gonna enjoy it for what I've seen so far? I don't really know. This is this is not the typical movie that I I normally gravitate to when they come out. So I mean, like, and you know, full disclosure, I haven't seen. You know what it reminds me of? Kind of. Uh. uh it was Harrison Ford, and then they made a remake with Ryan Gosling. What's that movie? Uh, Blade Runner. It kind of remind. Okay, then that makes sense. Okay, so yeah, I, I kind of got that vibe a little bit. So yeah, but I I never saw the, that movie. So does that um, mean it's gonna go under the radar though? Because that last movie just like went under the radar. Like everyone was super excited for it, and then just and then felt yeah, like it, it did. Yeah, I think it did flop. Yeah, it kind of flopped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, it, it, it was a cool trailer. I just don't know if this is something that I'm going to really be into. To be honest, I think you will be because there's a lot of spirituality in this, but we'll get to that in a second. Darcy? Okay. Uh, so I just skimmed the trailer while you guys were talking because I hadn't watched it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That, that, that Pfizer, it, it, takes out, it takes out a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel like I, uh, I, I, someone from my future came through the past and messed me up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, um, you asked a question of tactics about what do you think this movie is about, and I'm gonna, from the first trailer and I'm skimming the second one, um, <laughs> I'm gonna say this feels like a King Arthur story in some kind of way, where it's like the this part. This person has to like achieve something and do something, and you know that's that defeats or either keeps the world the way that it needs to be or changes the world into what it needs to be or prevents something from happening. But like, there's a King Arthur element with the main character and what the capabilities this person has to be able to do and endure. Um, so that's the kind of vibe I got, especially when I look at this picture here. It just like <laughs> feels like like king arthur like 3047 you know but um yeah that uh, i I agree with tactics like 
no idea what it's about. It looks cool, but I honestly have a big fear that it's going to flop. Um, and the base is because one, you just said it was the other director, but two, it's a, it's very artsy and artsy can be good, but I also worry that like they'll achieve so much in the visual and they'll have the elements for a great story, but then it'll end up feeling rushed or moving the wrong direction at times and look amazing while doing it. Um, and just skimming the second trailer, like I was just skimming it, but I was like, I'm getting this feeling that like it's going to miss something that's tangible and it's going to be very like ethereal and big world. And uh, but I'm not going to feel the stakes of something. Be, with the characters or not not feel for them enough but this main character actor he's fantastic and i know he'll make me feel stuff even if the script can't do it you know because he he's he's probably the best actor in the bunch and i'm saying that in a big way because we got some big amazing we actors, actors yeah. we got some big and amazing actors <laughs> but he's unbelievably talented like this kid and the the one from um what was it netflix superhero show where they're like they're like a bunch of orphans that they're like stolen when they're babies or something like that oh uh, uh, yeah, um umbrella uh, academy umbrella academy Umbrella Academy, that the the kid who plays the main that, that that one from the future, these two actors are like outstanding for their age, like just like Oscar level, like like forty years game, and like just came out the womb, like he like unbelievable <laughs> talent, and so even like I think he'll elevate every scene that he's in. I'm just worried that like the execution of the script and the story and the dialogue, it's just something in that area is just going to like lack a bit. And I'm just going to be like, Ugh. that looks cool. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, I find both of your uh, perceptions of not knowing the story to be actually very fascinating. Uh, and also, I, I am rather interested to see how it gets realized, because we're, we're definitely going to watch this movie together. Um, so just a bit of context. Dune is based off of an incredibly well-known and very beloved sci-fi novel. Uh, from uh, and it, it came out in the 60s. Uh, it, it's like one of the pillars of the sci-fi genre in literature. So stakes are high. Stakes are high. Yes, this has been adapted like three times, and like let's just say, put it this way: no one's done a good job because, like the the '80s movie, it had Sting, and it was kind of like a really out there sort of movie. But also the the content and like the like it's a big book, so there's a lot in there, and a lot happens, and all that is connected. It's like nothing is a throwaway. <clears throat> It all it and some people and I will agree this is a apt comparison. This is like Lawrence of Arabia in space. I don't know Maybe. Lawrence of Arabia. I know space, but I don't know the first part. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's also a high spiritual aspect to this, and also a high level of destiny. But he is meant to be able to slowly see the future. And that's what he's trying to struggle with. And there's a lot that happens. Also, this this movie is only, as I discovered, is only the first part of two. Because this trailer made me think, there's a lot of this movie that they're not showing. And that's, it's a three and a half minute trailer. But it turns out that they're doing the first half of the story in this. And 
I am really excited that they're breaking it up. The <laughs> actors all seem perfectly casted to the characters, and Timothy Chalamet, perfect, perfect. Everyone seems to be great actors for the roles they're doing, especially Josh Brolin. I will say <clears> that um, Jason Momoa is a surprise casting for me, but I'm actually digging it because the whole point is him, uh, Timothy Chalamet, and Jason Momoa's character are supposed to be best friends. And so I never really got that in previous iterations. They kind of were just like, there's the badass fighter and there's the kid that he's supposed to be best friends with. But they kind of tell you as opposed to show you. Jason Momoa, he can be friends with anybody. Like I feel like he just like just like be nice to anyone. You'll be like, yeah, I, I get you. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I'm personally excited as fuck for this uh, movie. Uh, and yeah, I, like I found this trailer to be uh, to be beautiful and and brilliant, and I can, I just can't wait. Mm. The fact that they're splitting up to multiple movies gives it a, a nudge in the right direction, um, because <clears throat> like. Honestly, a lot of book adaptations, like, I mean, obviously a lot of movies come from books, but like a lot of book adaptations um, fail because of the uh, inability to capture enough, right? The, 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 the creative decisions to go too far the wrong way. Um, and so you tend to have to break it up, especially anything that's like has a lot of world building. Because this is, clearly has a lot of world building. I don't know anything yes. about the world, and I, I just from the visual alone, I'm like, yeah, we're gonna spend a lot of time learning the visuals of this world. Um, a part of me actually, like, I'm most excited for is oddly enough to watch tactics. Your view of this film because you're not a sci-fi guy, and this does have <laughs> a strong political aspect and also a strong, I wouldn't say religious, more spiritual aspect. And I kind of mm-hmm. want to see how it relates to you from like putting them all together in a sci-fi uh, twist. Well, you can miss me with all that political stuff, but I'm on board for the spiritual, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be like Star Wars, like the the the, the, the prequels with the, with their like <laughs> let's like let, let's have these like super long like political conversations. Man, I, <laughs> you know, here's like every time I watch I. I think at this point I may have now finally watched the prequels in their entirety. But when I was a kid, I honestly try to watch them like eight times. Every time I go over to my cousin's house, oh, let's put on Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, let's put on Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Woo, 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 woo. Right. Lightsabers, lightsabers. Okay. <laughs> they get into political debates every time I fall asleep. Man, that guy hated me. I was sleeping every time. I wake up, oh, lightsaber! <laughs> like, and then I wake up for Samuel Jackson, like in that like circular pit fighting, and I'm like, how did we get here? <laughs> All right, so moving on. Uh, another trailer dropped uh, this week as well. The Dexter trailer for the new. Uh, I guess it's not, it's it's a sequel series because it's like him after the end of the last series. So that trailer dropped, and I gotta say, I wasn't really for them making a like. Granted, I wasn't I was not happy with Dexter's final season, and especially <clears throat> the ending. Hey, was I was all show. right with the season. That ass episode, though. Like, like I was all right with it until the very moment where you're like, wait, what? <clears throat> what? That, that was some straight up bullshit. So I enjoyed the trailer. I clearly they're trying to keep things under wraps, so they're not giving too much away. But it was an interesting sort of. He's 
he's focusing exclusively on being Dexter and ignoring the Dark Passenger. Okay, uh, I'm glad that it's not him just sitting in like in a room every day after like going a, as a logger. I will say this: this trailer has piqued my interest. What do you guys think, Darcy? Yo, I'm skimming this right now. <laughs> <laughs> how, how about with you? How Man, about you, sleeping on these trailers. <laughs> Your tag is you take it. Oh shit! You don't want me to take it, bro. And you know why? I have not seen a that. single episode of Dexter ever. I've never watched Dexter. So I was watching the trailer. I was like, this looks this looks interesting. Don't know what's going on, but cool. Oh, yeah, man. man. Okay, yeah. so first off, first off, I just I just Surprise, motherfuckers. <laughs> I just know that part. <laughs> Fair, actually. <laughs> I, I, I I forgot that that was from Dexter. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so first off, I just got done skimming it because skimming it can be as long and as short as you want it to be. Um, and so, yeah, I'm with you on everything. Yeah, bro, I, I, I went like five seconds, 15 seconds, 45 seconds in the last one minute. Let's go. Um, so um, I, I like what you're saying. Let me now that you, what? Okay, sorry, I, I need to calm down. I'm, uh, please go. Okay, first off, um, I uh, okay. Too many things. I agree with what you're saying about how this trailer sets up to like look interesting, and he's dealing with a dark passenger. I saw a clip there. It looked like he was, you know, cooking eggs and struggling to, to you know, uh, you know, every time he has a knife or anything like that. You know, the, the struggle is real. Um, you know that that that's dope. Um, and I, I mean, I just want him to see him do more. Um, but yeah, it's it's hard to say where it's gonna go. Now, sliding the other thing, <clears throat> tactics. This show is fantastic, minus the latter end of it, right? Uh, this actually was finishing around the same time as Breaking Bad because Breaking Bad's ending got extended, right? And so it was really interesting to see the ending of this and Breaking Bad because this show was like, okay, this is going to end well. And then it's like, this is not end well. And the Breaking Bad ended like perfectly. And you're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> um, but um, tactics, are you into like really intense um cat and mouse kind of chase type stuff mixed with a lot of gore a disturbing psychological yeah uh, so okay i'm like i i did end up watching one episode with an ex-girlfriend and like she <laughs> kind of like you there she just kept falling asleep so like we tried over and over again to keep watching it and she was just like <sighs> Like comatose, wanna, bro. So I'm just like, it's like, I want to see like, even like one of the ones where like, like people are butt naked on the table, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, bro. So, it's like, I can sleep through that. Yeah, so I, bro, she could, she, she could sleep through anything, man. So, and at the time, I was just kind of like, you know, I'm like, well, you know, we could either like sit here, she gets comfortable, and then passes out, or we could kind of, you know, do like the forbidden dance and. You know take that opportunity so it just got to that point where i was like you know gotta gotta go with the ladder so i, I like I, how like your night got into a choice of should i watch dexter or should i <laughs> it's like you always choose booty bro it. you yeah you always <laughs> choose the booty bro so i i said to myself for you years no i was gonna chance. circle back yeah i was gonna circle back to it but i just never got around to it but yeah to answer your question darcy yes i do like cat and mouse type stuff with 
there, there's okay. a couple of really amazing, amazing seasons in this. First season is great. I forget which season it is that has the, the gentleman who's going to return. Um, uh, three or four? Yeah. What's his, four. what's his name, though? He's like John a nice jolt. What's that? John Lithgow. Yeah. Oh, my God. So good. And even so the one good. where I don't want to spoil it, but the uh, the uh, his counterpart um the one that lets oh my, i'm trying not to spoil it how how do i say this the the villain that he has that he fights off against who's very similar to him wow umar how how you not picking up on this <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry i like isn't wasn't that in the let me turn my headphones down oh, oh okay 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 yeah 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 his sure. brother you yeah. fool no, <laughs> i right, put him back on His brother, you fool. Yeah, okay, so that right. clearly means you have your speakers on. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you, bro, turn your speakers on. I can hear myself on the mic. Um. Anyways, um. Yeah. Right. So, anyways, there's there's, okay. there's some there's some good stuff in here. There's some weak weak stuff as well. But yeah. All right. All right. So, moving on to our final topic of the evening, Scarlett Johansson has been making some big waves uh, on the headlines lately. Um, yeah. So, uh, as everyone knows, uh, Black Widow got released in theaters, but also was available on Disney Plus at the same time. Great so for us. Was, Not great, great for her. Yes. <laughs> so, she, as of this week, has started legal proceedings to sue Marvel for her, uh, I think, like her uh, royalties for the box office release. And Marvel is like, so her argument is that they broke their contract by uh, releasing them both at the same time. And therefore she's not getting a portion of the profits. I believe that's the right uh, situation. Marvel has decided to respond by saying she is being very selfish and is not taking into account the devastating effects of the pandemic. I feel if you have to go to that length about an, uh, a, a suit against them, you definitely violated some contract. <laughs> so, but that's my own personal opinion. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, Darcy, how about we start with you? So, one, so her $50 million, whatever amount that's coming from, I'm not sure if it, it stipulates something like if they make a certain amount, she'll make money up to $50 million. It's probably what it is. It's probably capped at like she has a percentage of gross or a percentage of net, probably gross though, sales on the box office. And mm. it, it caps at $50 million because it wouldn't make sense. It would just be like, when the movie releases in theaters, we'll give it $50 million. Like that doesn't make any sense, right? Like she have to make a certain amount of money. So they're probably saying like, whatever that percentage is you know when, if it hits like 100 billion or whatever you know 100 billion that's crazy but anyways um then uh, if it hits like a billion dollars then you know it would she probably would have stopped making money at a certain point before that um what what her argument really is though is that because they release it in theaters and online her contract clearly when her contract was signed years ago because that's yeah. they were filming it and they signed it before they filmed it um because uh, it didn't take into account an online streaming service, she doesn't get to t partake in any of the revenue. So you, if, if they make, like, because of this film, right, 
um, in box office, like let's say they bring in 400 million, right? Because of the reduced amount and they make a bunch of money because of people signing up to Disney plus E and paying directly in there. So one, they make money from the signups and two, they make money from the direct payment for early access to the film, right? She's not getting her, her percentage does not account for the paying of the early access and doesn't account for the growth in the during that period of time um for accounts that sign up and you could track that you could track how many people signed up and then purchased that the the early access and you could figure out the growth to disney plus that she brought so so what her argument is that all of that money sabotages one people going to the box office because i should have given a delayed amount so she could make more money and or two but she couldn't do this because her con- she wouldn't be able to renegotiate her contract is that like that money from the online accounted towards the amount of money that she's supposed to get. So arguably her 50 million could look like 50 grand. Right. Yeah. Like, and, and so I, I agree, you know, like at the end of the day, this is the business side of things. Right. And as much as we might feel this and we might feel that we don't know what Bugatti she had on on, on pre-order. So like you got to respect her like this is the business deal. Plus, she's setting a precedent for other women, uh, you know, to make sure they're not getting screwed over as well. And so um, if 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 Marvel and Disney wanted it to be um, favorable to the situation for her contract, they would have come back and just said, hey, we're going to give you uh, either we're going to take the online sales and we're going to count that towards your thing. Or we're going to give you a, uh, like a small percentage of that. It wouldn't count the same way, but we'll give you a piece of, the, of that pie. But they didn't. So, yeah, I, I think that they screwed up and they put themselves in a situation where she had to do this. T. <laughs> this nigga said Bugatti on pre-order. Wow. <laughs> 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 oh my god bro. oh shit that was good that was good but, but facts though but facts yo. um yeah i mean i can't really speak to to what darcy said in regards to the the business side of things but as as far as a continuing working relationship it's it, it it's pretty much soiled at this point right which is unfortunate because i feel like we were on like a good you know, trajectory in terms of how well Black Widow did and the potential for her to show up in future iterations or if they were even going to try and continue to extend the um, the Black Widow franchise further, um, which is unfortunate. And apparently, and I mean, I guess rightfully so, I, I heard uh, Kevin Feige is super pissed about this situation. So I'm wondering if that now, like, taints his relationship with Disney, or is it kind of just like, oh, I'm just, you know, he, he is bulletproof at at Disney. Like they, he has literally made them so much money. They're like, we're not gonna lose him. So question, no, no, no. That, yeah. Question though yeah, is he pissed with Scarlett Johansson, or uh, because well, I he's feel like one with, of the, he's he's siding with her. Yeah, he's I, siding with her. I believe, yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. That's what I thought because my my feeling when I read the article that I read, it sounded like. Disney took advantage of the contract she signed with Marvel 
right? Because they own the the contract yeah. at, 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 at the end of the day. And so Disney Plus took advantage under Disney's guise, and they didn't honor. And that would make sense if Kevin Feige siding with her. That makes total sense because he's like he's built this this thing, and they should have found a way to account the Disney <clears throat> Plus sales towards her 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 piece of the pie, right? Or done something where like. We're just gonna give you a lump sum, right? We're gonna take like of your fifty, your fifty million. We're gonna we're gonna top up if you don't meet the fifty million, right? So oh, you made you 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 your your box office sales count for ten. We'll top it to twenty, right? You know, like something to that effect. So that way, it's like good business. Now, yeah, that like, yeah, I, I like though it might be soiled. It doesn't mean that it, it's over because some of this will just be the lawyers and whatnot and, and and whatever. So there's always a level of like, yeah, if she comes back, you know the next contract is going to be tight. Ironclad, <laughs> bro. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, going back to your point, uh, Daxis, like, I originally, when I heard this, I'm like, well, that's one way to end your franchise uh, with Pretty uh, much. Disney. But then, but then like when I actually read all what was going on, I'm like, actually, she's being really fair she, and also she's setting a precedent for all other future actors because we know that this is going to get further and further into streaming and less and less box office especially if covid we forget like a fourth wave yeah. but also the fact that she's got feige on her side yeah yeah but he's yeah. he's one of those bosses that takes care of his employees you know what i'm saying so like and he's he's always shown that kind of respect through the course of um this whole marvel stint right so I'm not surprised that he's he's backing her right now. Yeah, Ooh, I'm, you, you, I mean, you, you look like you reacted when he said uh, he takes care of his employees, and you're like, mm. the the only thing I'm reacting to that statement is yes, he does take care, but also at the same time, he also creates difficult working scenarios because he is very exacting. Uh, like, yeah. look at a uh, Thor. Uh, Natalie Portman never wanted to come back because of how bad because... uh, she was treated. But was that because of the director more than anything? Because yeah. the director was so was, no, no, was it, it, the, the studio. Well, there was there was that for the second one, but even the first, even Idris Elba hated working on Thor and Thor two. He was happy with Thor three because he like it, things were a lot looser because the studios uh, and also Feige was part of the studios. They wanted things done a certain way, and they and they were very very clear on scheduling, and no matter what that did to other people's um, careers. Uh, I see. Yeah, and like and it was Spy like a necessary Spy evil. Was, he was he was directly involved in that. He's the president. He ultimately it comes to him. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 and I get it, and I, and also it, it sucks at the same time. Like it was a necessary evil at the beginning of the franchise, exactly. and at the, at the same time, it's like because you don't want people to get too loose with it when you know you're trying to build to a bigger vision, and a lot of these directors will be like, oh, but let's just do it this way, and then all the movies feel like disconnected and and yeah, incorrect. And, but going back to what Tactics was saying, like Feige is the reason Natalie Portman came back, so like you know he knows how to handle stuff. Yeah. yeah, and I think to to that point too. I think you know if he is going to be a little bit of a stickler when it comes to certain things. I mean, you have to you have to keep in mind that part of this is his vision, right? And so if he has, and I mean, right, like he's done a great job in terms of the vision, right? So it's like sometimes he's got to be a little bit of a hard ass to get people on board with the, the his ultimate vision in terms of what he sees for this this franchise, right? And so sometimes, you know, you're gonna have. Um, like you know uh bu people bumping heads in that regard or you know not kind of seeing the the, or the end result what's that 
he rolled over people, but like, I, like I see what you're saying. Like, it's like if it's a business, if it's like, especially the formative years of like something that you have a big vision for, like, yeah, yeah, no, you got to see, you got to see the long game, you know. You, 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 a lot of the greats have always had to do that because, um, like Steve Jobs, Apple, known for being a dick, right? Mm. But then achieved things. Like, let me put it this way, okay. He technologically always pushed things where people said was not possible, but was the thing that people really needed and wanted, right? When the first, like, Apple Macintosh came out, the people were like, oh, you can't put color on the screen and have a fully graphical interface? No, you got to type everything with words. And the, he, pro he proved otherwise, right? When the iPhone dropped, people were like, no, you can't have a touchscreen full of color with all-day battery. That's impossible. And you pushed it. But the thing is, you only can do that by pushing through everybody who believes it's not possible to achieve that and doesn't see the vision. And you, when it takes like a, a movie set full of people, which is thousands of people, you know, um, it's going to take pushing through a lot of uh, a lot of people are going to be pushing the other direction because you have 10,000 people working on the film you you have to be exacting otherwise it's got you know too many cooks in the kitchen it's going to go the wrong way yeah and, and there's a right way and a wrong way to do it like i mean the right way i think is kind of more so along the lines of what Ke kevin feige is doing and then using the example of like the fast and the furious franchise and like um vin diesel and the rock and their feud and apparently it was because Vin Diesel was trying to take that same approach and like push his actors, primarily uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, to the edge to get him to a certain point. And it just ended up blowing up in his face because now The Rock doesn't want to come back for any future franchises, right? So, yeah. 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 And uh, just saying uh, to our homegirl, Ron, she was saying, good for Scarlett for standing for your hard earned work. Yeah, yeah. I agree. 100%. And all the actors who will be taken advantage of if this doesn't get, you know, exacted in the right direction. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think that's a perfect stop uh, for our uh, podcast for today. Cool. So, so that's how we're ending it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> we have cool, to. Cool, we cool. have to do something better. We have to come. It's up all with good. Way. It's all good. It's all good. All right. Well, this has been another edition of the Geeky Bros Podcast. I'm your boy Tactics. Yo, it's just Darcy here. Umar, you don't get to say bye. I can't believe, you, like, th th I'm still heated about this argument, bro. Nah, we're, we're ending it now. We're ending it, bro.